0: I'm um, um.
1: We're going to talk about more Minecraft, multiplayer this time. I'm your host, Garrett Rosa. With me, I have illustrious co-host, Ben Carrigan. Hey there,
2: how are you doing?
1: And Matt Hawkins! Good evening, everyone. Ben is wearing a Navy BitBoy this evening on the live stream. And I That's think, I do. is that a Taekwondo shirt you have on, Matt? Yes, it is. <laughs> okay.
3: Representing my, uh, my, my lineage, my, 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 my peeps.
1: As they peeps, say, yes. people in taekwondo yeah. um, we have a live stream of the show if you're interested in tuning into this for some reason TV slash fangamer we like to record Monday evenings around 5.30 pacific time otherwise you can just listen to the show through iTunes that sort of thing each week here in the fangamer podcast we talk about games that we're doing for game club video game news stuff going on in the company all kinds of fun things as you may or may not have noticed, we missed last week's show because, well, we were all very, very busy. There were many things happening, um, and I have lots to talk about because we've been gone for so long. So I thought what we might do is I'll list five things, and you two can vote on what sounds most interesting to talk about, and we'll go through one okay. All right. So I played through Journey. I'm all right. still playing through Persona 3. I think I'm almost done, according to me and Matt kind of pow out on that. Mass Effect 3, meh, uh, iPad 3, and San Francisco Double Fine Adventure.
4: I
2: think
1: that is the more interesting... Yeah, I
2: think the latter sounds good. We sort of
3: talked about this at our drunk cast, Garrett, but it never went to air. Our lost episode.
1: Maybe (laughs) we'll play that before this, I don't know. It definitely has the explicit tag on it, to say the least. Yeah, we,
3: did, we, dr- we were cursing like drunken sailors,
1: yeah. emphasis on the word drunken, but um, yeah, I mean,
3: if you want to recap the Double um, fun
0: adventure.
1: Yeah, so I was in San Francisco uh, last Monday, Tuesday, Jen was there for work, and I just followed her along, because as you may or may not know, my wife is very pregnant at this point, around in Pretty six pregnant. and a half months. And uh, she definitely can use someone to be with her while she's that pregnant because she tends to still think that she's not and try to act (laughs) normal. And, like, you know, like, there's certain things. You just got to take it a little easier when you're growing life within you. Yeah. And she forgets that sometimes. So I was there to basically be her nanny, make sure she took naps, that sort of thing. Um, But while I was there, it happened to coincide with the end of the Double Fine Kickstarter for the... um, for the, the adventure game they want to make, right? Ah,
2: which, I remember seeing
4: pictures. <laughs> which That's we talked about,
1: you know, happened? a bit on the show. Um, so I think it was Monday night, we had dinner with um, our friend uh, Justin Haywald, who used to be a, a, a game journalist for 1UP. Now he does kind of game consulting stuff on, uh, as his full-time job, which was good to catch up with him and see how life is. And uh, the two-player guys who are in San Francisco recording... Uh, we're there too, so we all got together, had dinner, and it was it was a good time. They said, you know, tomorrow's the the countdown. They're going to do a live stream on UStream of the final, you know, couple hours of the uh, Kickstarter, and you should come. I was like, well, I'm not. I'm on vacation, you know. I've never been to Double Fine. Hey, why not? It's so like, yeah, come on down. So, um, aside from going to see John Carter by myself at the Metreon beforehand, uh, this uh, again my Tuesday. Uh before we flew back to uh portland and went down to double fine and uh you know got to be there during (laughs) the countdown it was a huge party you know tim schaefer's there being his jovial self and you know i don't remember how many people they had watching on the live stream it was it was quite a few people but um yeah and i was just kind of there like as a friend of the two-player guys, being like, "Man, I'm, just, I'm so proud of you guys. i like a proud father. Good work here. I'm glad you're gonna get all this money for to make a documentary." So um, it was a little surreal to be there for that moment because this is like, "Oh yeah, that's that's Tim Schaefer over there. Oh, that's his wife and his kid, and they're just you know talking to the internet here." And um, it was also a little reminiscent of like a like a telethon, mm. like
2: yeah, it seems that way. Right. Like
1: near the end, it was like. Oh, if someone donates, I'll put this shoe on my head. Oh, if someone donates, I'll wear this hot dog costume. Oh, wait. I'm so drunk, I'm already wearing these hot dogs. Just like just like Jerry Lewis in the hot yeah,
3: dog suit so. of 1997, <laughs> it was, yes. Yeah.
1: It was, uh, it was a cool event, though, to be at. Um, the place was, uh, as you saw in the Kickstarter videos, it's actually not as big as I would have thought. Um, it's kind no. of a small studio space. But anyway, it was fun. And it was just good to see Paul and Osif and Paul again. I, they're so busy now, I, I, we rarely see them here. And, you know, we're kind of homebodies now with Jen. So that was, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Every time I go to San Francisco with Jen, these things happen. Like the first time was like, hey, come to all these GDC after parties. And I got to meet all the one up dudes the first time. And so yeah. I have pretty good luck going to San Francisco. Plus, it's just an awesome town. I love San Francisco. Have you guys, either of you been there? Uh,
3: no, I, I went to GDC a couple of years ago and what ends up happening is every time every time GDC comes up and I want to go but I can't in recent years people always ask me like advice what to do and I'm like well I only went there once so I end up repeating the wacky GDC after party stories I went to like the one with the Midgets dressed up like Ghostbusters, who had proton packs of liquor and Klingons, and wow. George the John Romero's I went wife to
1: were not as interesting as yeah. that. So, so
3: you know, I, I tell people this one wacky story, and then it ends up happening. Everyone's looking for like the crazy party, and mm-hmm. you know, so
0: I'm
1: that's the strippers exactly. So Ben, have you made it out to San Fran yet?
2: Unfortunately, not. I would really like to, but no.
1: You should, because it's definitely a Ben town. It's, they uh, got great Mexican food there. It's like yes, the they're... best. Oh, uh-huh. I Okay, remember how I told you, Matt, that I met a very illustrious chiptune guy and I could not remember yes, his name? Yes, I remember that. I tweeted you his name. Now your responsibility to know. What <laughs> when, when was this? It was like the day after we had our... Drunken cat. Oh, wait a minute.
3: Yeah, you, you Whoa, tweeted me randomly, and I was like, what his, is he talking about? His real name about? is Rich, I think.
2: Rich uh, Rieland, that's disaster piece. Cheap
3: Dinosaurs. Cheap Dinosaurs. No, Cheap Dinosaurs. No, no, no. Wait, what? You texted me. That's who you, I think it, it was. was. It was Cheap Dinosaurs per- that I met pretty sure, and it was like... <laughs> pretty
0: cool. yeah. Pretty it, was
3: sure. a, it was the morning after, It's like, it, oh,
2: what Okay, hold there? up. His name was Rich, though? I think
1: his first name was Rich.
2: What did he look like?
1: He had kind of frizzy, big hair... And he's kind of a bigger dude. He's just a white
3: okay.
2: dude. Okay, never mind. It wasn't okay.
3: Sasquatch, was it?
1: Okay, remember in Reformer at the Planet, Ben, when they do Reformer at 1.5, and they show it's... some of like the updates, right? And there's the guy who has like a five or six piece set of guys with him, like a set of people. Yeah, I guys mean, playing. that would be
2: cheap dinosaurs. Yeah, it but... was
1: the head dude of that. Dino? Yeah. Scraggly so, so, hair? He, has,
2: he, has, he looks like a homeless person, no offense.
1: Maybe a little bit.
4: Yeah, I mean the hair was
1: a little frizzy. Uh-huh.
3: Check out the oh, yeah. check out the chat. I sent a link to an a image. A link to who?
1: This oh man, this is this is a material here. Definitely, yeah. Not yeah <laughs> this is great, radio oh, guys. No, not him. So that's not <laughs> <Okay>. cheap dinosaurs. <laughs> Although their hair
2: is
3: similar. Who sort of looks like no offense to cheap dinosaurs. He looks like um uh carrot top if he went through a lot of stuff and he didn't do roids or work out, and he made gameplay music. I don't know where I'm going <laughs> disaster with this. Disasterpiece? Anyway. What does Disasterpiece
1: yeah. look like? Does he have kind of frizzy hair? No. I mean,
2: he has sort of like curly
1: hair. Yeah. Maybe it's Disasterpiece. Does he have glasses. Yes. Well, that, but, and lives in uh, San Rich, Francisco.
2: Yeah, he, Rich also is in that area. Yes,
1: that's who I met. Sorry, okay. Sorry Matt. He's not, he's not Chunky. Mystery solved. He's uh, not Chunky. So he was I, a big dude. Bigger than I am. Uh, okay. Like tall and Oh, larger gotcha. set.
2: Okay. All right. Mystery solve. Mystery
1: Thank podcast. podcast mystery club. You okay. know,
3: if you if you do a Google search for disaster piece, you get a picture of Dave Navarro, of a <laughs> former Red Hot Chili Peppers oh. fan and former wife of Carmen Electra. But yeah. l- but I digress. Let's move forward.
1: So. Let's move forward. Can we talk about Journey? Yes. Yes. Ben, have you got to play Journey? You have a PS3, right?
2: Uh, I do, but I haven't played it yet. But I hear it's a Ben
1: game. Well, I want to hear your take on it. Like I agree with Matt Reese says it's it's an experience. I don't know that it's Mm -hmm. like a game. Like it reminds me more of a movie than anything. Because like a movie without words. Because I don't know that I would go back and play it again. You know.
3: I have to. I have to admit when I, I when I was playing it, I was loving every minute of it. And I was like, "Oh my god, this is the best thing ever! This is the best thing ever!" Really? And like it, it built up to a crescendo because for the most part, when I was playing it. I was by myself, and occasionally I would see someone in the distance. But like mm, at the very yeah. end,
1: so you there was side with someone during. But it.
3: but at the very end, somebody else was with me, and it oh, got that's fit. an
1: epic part to have a person with you. So yeah, crazy.
3: and it's like I don't want to do any spoilers, but it was like yeah. near the very end where having two people like makes oh, it n- yeah when I was. Yeah, when I talked to to Genova Chen, he was like, "Yeah, this is uh, this is supposed to be for people who don't like playing games online. It's supposed to be significant." And It's like normally when I play a game online, it was the same thing. I in my mind, I go, "Oh great, who is who's this, this person? guy?
4: Who's, who's this, this
1: gab- jabroni?"
3: But in this one, it was like we were together and we were sort of like it's we they were sort certain- of
1: talk. That's
3: yeah, wild. we were communicating and something happened. And all of a sudden, I was very nervous about this other person. I had to look for him. Like, oh my god, are you okay? Oh, my guy
1: was pretty dumb. I kind of left him for (laughs) dead
3: at the end. (laughs) Okay, well, (laughs) but um, I loved it to death. I thought it was incredible. And then um, I haven't played it since. I feel like
1: I missed something. I'm the kind of person who would be like that. Like, oh, this is the best thing ever. The best. I don't think it was bad, but I didn't really. It reminded me of Flow, and it reminded me of, uh, what's the other one they have? Flower. Flower. Yeah, like, if they felt similar, but this felt like a, a natural evolution of what they were doing.
3: Uh, I thought this one is, I like the idea of Flow and Flower, but I can't play them more than two minutes without getting bored stiff. This totally one, agree. This yes. one, like, I played from beginning to the middle of the end. It was enthralling. And again, like, Chen said, listen, I'm making games for a lot of different people, including adults. We don't have enough time. You know, you spend this much, 15 bucks, on a movie and right. a concert. It's the same price. you got three hours of entertainment. It's
1: funny you mentioned That's that. That's it. The first yeah. thing I said was like, do I, do I feel ripped off? Like, I spent $15 on this. It's like, well, no. It's like a movie. Yeah. And it was lo- about as long as a movie. Yeah. And I got just as yeah. similar a reaction as so a good movie. So I'm like, okay, no, I don't feel ripped off. But I also don't know that I like, called a game. What's like, Because I, what I, mean? like, I don't think yeah. I would ever replay yeah. it. So? I
3: mean,
2: is that the criteria for a game?
3: <laughs> is a movie a movie if you only watch it once? Like, you know, I bought this movie and I put it on my shelf. I guess maybe
1: you're right, you're right. Yes. A movie that I would pay that much for then, because usually I don't go to the movies to see a movie um, or one that I would buy to have a copy of, and I wouldn't pay $15 if well, I wasn't going to watch it again, you know? I guess that's the part of me is that I spent $15 for something that I normally would not allow myself to do with a movie that I didn't care for or knew nothing about and here I did and I kind of like oh, I don't know i played it again it well, was good, it was beautiful it reminds me a lot of a yeah. Akami in that way it's beautiful but I don't know that I would ever step back into it
3: I think what's going to happen for me at least, and maybe you'll be in the same boat is I'll have people who come over and I'll fire up Journey and I'll let them play because otherwise they wouldn't have any exposure to it so that's probably going to be the next time why? I
1: play what is it about Journey you feel is worth sharing maybe that's the thing I'm not getting
3: it's just so different—the atmosphere, the, the just everything about it. I really felt
1: like Shadow of the Colossus has a similar way of capturing emotion and atmosphere yeah, as this game does. But you
3: know, the thing is, Shadow of the Colossus—I mean, just to sort of backtrack—is like a video game, and everyone likes Shadow of the Colossus. Like my non-video game friends, are the people who grew up playing games mm-hmm. and are like have been disenfranchised. They see Shadow of the Colossus, but then if I given them the control, they're like they don't know how to do anything. Where Journey is so. Simple, so drop dead. Right. I mean, yeah, they, it's they like
1: did make it streamlined. Yeah, to
3: the point where like you practically can't even jump all the time. So they they they, I don't want to say dumbed it down, but they they focused this to such an extent that it really is like an experience, and that's something I want other people to check out. It's specifically like my Dave Roman, the guy who runs Life Meter. He cannot stand games these days, and you know he just has a different. He doesn't have the patience. He just didn't follow along. That's a game I want him to come over and you know try it out for 20 minutes and then we'll play Soul Call Over 5 so we can, you know, see breasts jiggling and stuff like that. But anyways, yeah, so um yeah, it's a just, journey. It's, it's a journey. journey. Yeah. So well,
1: Ben, I would love to have you try it and let me know what you think cuz uh
2: Yeah, I mean to get it, but I'm a little concerned because I don't think that issue with PSN I have ever got resolved. So who knows if oh, I'll even be able to buy, buy it. stuff. Yeah. Wait, what was this
1: making a new PSN ID and just kind of scrap the other one? How much stuff do you have on that account?
2: I mean, pretty much all my Vita games.
1: Ooh. Yeah. Well, and it doesn't work on your Vita either, right? It's both.
2: Oh, yeah, I forgot about
1: like that. Yeah, it's both. Oh.
3: oh, Jesus. That sucks. Oh, my
2: yeah. God. I mean, I'll look more into it, but. Would it work? Okay. I don't know what to do Not that point. I'm
1: condoning this sort of behavior, but if I gave him my stuff and he logged into my stuff on his PS3. Would that let him... I don't know. You know Theoretically? I mean? like is it console-specific? I think... You
3: know what? It is, because right now, I've had two different friends of mine, their first-generation PlayStation 3s, have blown up. Like, the mm-hmm. GPU have fried. So I thought, okay, well, all the stuff that you downloaded is connected to your PSN account, but a lot of it is actually tied into your systems. Yeah. Which totally sucks for them because it's like, okay, well, I lost all my trophies or whatever, and I'm like, I thought all that was really specifically designed to be, you know, in the cloud and crap yeah, like that. Too. But apparently yeah. that's Maybe not the not case. In the beginning
1: some of the earlier stuff, because I
3: think it's pretty yeah. slick now. It's hmm. slick
1: now, yeah. Well, that's Who too knows? bad. Okay. Well, besides not playing Journey, Ben, what have you been up to? <laughs> I heard you were in New York City.
2: I went to New York to bro out a little bit, and I did that. And It was pretty fun. Um, aside from that, I came home and I had an Xbox 360. Oh, bang.
4: oh wow! Nice. It's yeah. Xbox
2: 360. I'm so excited.
4: <laughs>
1: The
2: thing is, like, I, I don't know what I'm going to play on it other than like, Mass, Effect. Mass Effect. Do you have a and... copy yet so we can do Game Club? Yeah, I have,
1: I have
3: all I've three. Never, you know, it's, it's it's unfortunate people who are going to listen to this after the fact, the podcast. I've never seen anyone talk about how they just got a new system just looks so nonplussed <laughs> like, like Ben. It's like, yeah, I got a 360. It a mean, a it's not
2: long new, long. though. Yeah. But it's, it's a like system! Like it was a begrudging purchase, but, a begrudging purchase uh, though. Is there any
1: like games that you're like, oh, huh, that does look pretty interesting on Xbox, but you... Uh,
2: I mean, Fez, that's about it. Like Fez and then Mass Effect One. You 2, have
1: played uh, Area Five. What's it called? Uh, uh, music game. Last levels. Area Five. It's the best level. Res. You played Res, Res, Res right? Yeah. Yes, I own Res on PS2. Yeah, there's the high def one on Xbox. Yeah, but it's Hot Balls.
2: But it's it's the same game. Who cares? It looks so good. Ben, Ben, Ben. <laughs> Speaking as
3: the biggest Res fan in the world. It, oh, we know it really is nice on Xbox it's Live. Really it's, nice. Oh, Space Giraffe, dude! There are so many good games on Xbox Live. I don't Live. even know what
1: Space Giraffe is.
3: Space Giraffe
2: is. A... Here, here's the thing, though. Is... Do do I have to get like an Xbox Live subscription just to download, the download games? game
1: Well, pretty sure you don't.
2: I believe, yeah.
1: You yeah. do have to do. You do yeah. have to have. A, oh, you're right because it's attached to your. No, no, no. You can get the silver account. You don't have to yeah. have to get the gold yeah. when You pay money. So you do have to make oh, okay. an account, but not one that you have to you know. sub to. So okay. you can still download games. I did that for for many years. I mean, I have
3: console. a I have a Japanese account. It's silver, but I can download demos yeah. and junk like that. So. Um.
1: Oh, okay. Game you mm. should totally play. One of my favorite games um, is Shadow Complex. It's a Super Metroid inspired, yeah. okay. wonderful game. I have no doubt that you will not just enjoy it, but for the ten or fifteen bucks that it is we'll probably play it more than once. That's a wonderful game. Cool.
3: And dude, there's a lot of good shmups, you know, a lot of cave stuff. That's
1: true. That's true. Um, Yeah, but I guess, like, if I said... It's funny because there's not that many titles that are specific to Xbox anymore that you, you 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 couldn't have played on your PS3 if you really wanted to. Well, there's I'm a trying lot. To there. think what are what are console specific ones that he would have missed out on? There's
3: a lot of Xbox Live, like Space Giraffe, and um,
1: I, I mean outside I think, of uh, downloadable, some of the more AAA titles. Oh Most well, all three systems now, right? Um, Metal Gear is on PS3. PS3. It's better on. PS3. It was Mass PS3. Effect was the big one. I guess yeah. Dragon Age and
2: yeah, but there's... I'm looking. I'm looking yeah, at my
3: pile I'm go of play those games. I'm looking yeah. at my pile of 360 games, and it's like I'm trying to see what is console unique. Um, Death smiles again. It's a shmup. Uh, yeah.
1: Anyways, Maybe. Um, we'll have to think about it. Maybe we'll, yeah. if people have recommendations for Ben on Xbox yeah. games that he's missed out on, leave us an email at podcast at fangamer.com or a voicemail, 503 446 cast. So, yeah, we're going to play Mass Effect for our next game club now that we all are in uh, own a system that can play it reliably. Uh, I'm pretty excited because mm-hmm. we're totally going to get Frazier as our guest because they're playing through okay. it right now for their show and they're about oh, okay. halfway through so by the time we start and then finish i think he'll have been he'll have beaten the first one and that'll be fun oh so they are playing the yeah because he's having a very similar experience as i had when i went back and played it again and can he was I, an uh, audience of people watching him play it though
3: can i uh, make can i make a, a complaint oh well yeah this is stuff that i already went over in the drunk cast but you know this is new to ben so, uh, I'm so not into Mass Effect anymore. I'm just so... Okay. So, long story short, uh, you know, I write for MSNBC, and, you know, the powers that be, they like covering Mass Effect 3. So, I've been writing a lot about Mass Effect 3, and you guys probably heard, and this is probably more appropriate for the for the news roundup, but a lot of people aren't happy with the ending of Mass Effect 3. And they're bitching right. and moaning, and they want to change it, and there's, there's a grassroots campaign. So... I wrote about, A, overall, people are not happy with the ending of Mass Effect 3. That's my general title for an article. That's how titles for articles or whatever are supposed to be. Very general, and then you read the article, and then you get the specific information, and one of the fighter points is how people are, and it's a justifiable gripe, that people believe that not only is the ending unsatisfactory, but... People believe that the choices they made throughout the game had no ultimate bearing in the final ending.
1: Now on one That's ha- not true, because I have yet to get to that ending yet. Okay. Mm-hmm.
3: Now, on one hand, that's a valid gripe, but B, that could that's an artistic choice. You know, that that in itself is a message which you may like, you may dislike, but that's that's perhaps the author's intent. But apparently mm-hmm. These people didn't read the second or third paragraph where I mentioned that people are not happy with the da 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 So I've gotten literally like 78 Twitter messages. Hey, dude. You know, it's not that we hate the ending. It's that what we did. I'm like, yes. And I stopped replying after. I was like, yeah, I, I know. I get it, dude. It's in the second. So because of that, Garrett, I'm not into Mass Effect I Mass Effect is
1: one of my things to talk about and I'll just briefly say if nothing else for Game Club I think it'll be interesting to talk about the first one because of how different the third one is. It does look different. It's so weird because like it's the same but different in so many ways you're like well, it's the same universe, but it's a very, very different game.
3: Isn't there a um, mode in the third one where it's not even a role playing game? It's just like an action game. You can play there, that. There way? is the option yeah, to turn yeah, off sure.
1: choices where it just plays it. Like, and what's funny though is, as well as you'll get into it, one of the things I find great about the first one is that it. I do kind of feel like I have some ownership of the character. Yeah. I can choose amongst several options to answer something. I can resolve combat problems with words if i do it right whereas in the the new one no it's badass answer good guy answer that's it (laughs) like all (laughs) over the bar or one button to ask for more information but then usually it would open up a menu of many things to inquire about nope more information they tell you the more information so I don't know, and it's good and bad because they streamline a lot of things that are good, and then they made something so streamlined it's like, no, no, you're crushing some of the spirit, but or maybe not. Maybe I feel that way, and others don't. That's why I think it'll be a good, a good uh, game club game because it's just incredibly interesting how it's changed each iteration. So mm-hmm. we'll do that. But I've talked way too much. Let's let's talk to you guys real quick. So Ben, New York, and, uh, get your Xbox. I imagine you've had any chance to play any games or catch up on any Not of that really. sort of thing. No. Playing your Vita at all?
2: Um, a little bit. Uh, nothing really to talk about. I'm just sort of bummed that I can't buy games. Oh, just right. playing more DJ Max. Oh, okay, I stop doing that.
1: Now I feel bad. I'm like, have you no, been playing cool. your system which is all downloadable <laughs> content and you can't download any of it?
2: Yeah, it's it's fine. Okay. There's still games for me to play on it. So.
1: Uh, what about you, Matt? Uh, aside from being upset about having to write about Mass Effect 3...
3: I've been very busy. Um, I don't know if it's worth sharing here. Um, There hasn't been a formal announcement, but basically I am helping to run an art show in Toronto in a few months.
0: Oh, Um, wow. What
3: kind of art show? So there's a comic, uh, there's a, you know, there's a, there's a big, the big indie comic show in Toronto is called TCAP, the Toronto Comics Arts Festival. And immediately preceding it is going to be this big art show that combines comics and Video games, because there's a big, thriving video game developmental scene in Toronto. You know that. I know. I Super Brothers that are, are there.
1: It's a new thing, right? No, Toronto so uh, being kind of a little hub of game um, development. Is that I don't know.
3: It's it's always sort of been, but I think Ubisoft and you know those big companies. Maybe the
1: indie scene has started to grow the indie scenes, recently.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so again, I'll I'll, I'll have more to talk about it later. Um, but I've been sort of organizing, talking with artists, trying to just sort of shape that together. Another so.
1: reason we didn't do a show last week.
3: Yes, that's that's really you know I've been having a lot of Skype calls with people and just blah 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 blah. So, so I'm doing that. Um, I just been busy. Just uh, I saw the FP uh, this oh, past yeah. Week. FP? I
2: wanted to see it. What is the that?
3: F, the FP is um, is a movie that's basically oh, yeah. it's like Mad Max meets uh, the war the Warriors meets Napoleon Dynamite meets airplane meets uh, blue velvet and it's all about dance dance revolution and uh, wait but it
1: is a documentary film
3: no 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 oh, no
4: that's the thing. Okay, it's so
3: like it's a fiction it's fictional I, actually it was my first thing for Kotaku I, I reviewed it earlier today and it's um I thought it was really good like um, it's What's one it of those called again? The it's FP? called the, the FP? F- F- the FP and it's okay. you know what like you go on YouTube and you see all these fake trailers to wacky. Game a movie that deals with video games, but someone sat down and they made an 83 minute long movie that centers around <laughs> DDR. And uh, the guy, the lead guy, sort of looks like Solid Snake, big boss. It's sort I'm of looking weird. at
1: your review, and I'm and the guy, or actually reminds me the way they shoot it of like Mass Effect. How has all the blues and the, yes. the lens flares? He's got the bandana.
3: Well, the 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 it was written and directed. Um, by these brothers the Trost brothers and Jason Trost wrote the original story and he stars in it Brandon Trost the co-director and co-screenwriter he's actually a cinematographer he's done stuff for Crank Halloween um, he's working on the next Rob Zombie movie so it's one of the it's it's really good looking
0: it's really, re- really
3: it looks yeah. nice and it's like a low budget film but they do it's pretty phenomenal
1: um oh. So is, is this something that would be interesting to people who also just didn't like DDR?
3: It's weird. It's hard to say because I actually, in, in my review, I talk about how a lot of the novelty, a lot of the enjoyment comes the fact that, oh my god, I'm seeing an 83-minute long DDR movie on the big screen. I'm seeing it in a movie theater. <laughs> so to see it on, like, on a TV or a computer monitor, which is how one would normally envision seeing something like this, right. it might be diminished. Um, they talk like... They have their own language, and it is either you're used to the arcade crap talk, uh, a smack talk that gamers engage in, and if you're used to that, it's fine. If not, you're going to be annoyed, offended, mm-hmm. it's going to, you know... It's
1: maybe a little bit more specific of an audience. Exactly.
3: Okay. Um, you know, but it's. I think it's an achievement in itself. Uh, it's worth checking out. It's playing in most major cities, so if anyone can can, they should definitely check it out. It's got a lot of buzz. People think it's going to be the next big cult thing. I don't think it's going to be the next room or anything like that, but uh, I don't know. It's it's neat. I He's like playing it.
1: Playing at one theater here in Portland.
3: Yeah, it's playing it's playing in one theater in like a lot of cities. So uh, <laughs> you know. yeah, well, and it may not cool, be playing though. for a long. Time.
1: And it has only one showing a day. Oh really? Wow. So. Oh, that's a little late for me. I'm so, land. Uh,
3: so I've been so I watched that. I've been playing a lot of games. I played. Uh, I've been playing. I'm going to be doing reviews for this Street Fighter Cross Tekken.
4: Hmm.
2: Excellent.
3: And uh, it's just like that. Is it? The, that's the line. No more Street Fighter. Those games are garbage. It's just pure, what? pure, puerile nonsense. What? It is such nonsense.
2: Well, you're willing Conversely, to... I played it, and it's a lot of fun. Boom. Oh, you know what?
1: Wait,
3: first off, Garrett, you're defending Street Fighter? Do you like Street well,
1: Fighter? I mean, that is, like, the only gaming franchise besides, like, Killer Instinct that I have any sort of skill in.
3: Here's the problem. I'll I'll keep it real short. And a lot of my complaints are nullified to the fact that Namco is making Tekken cross Street Fighter. So theoretically, you're going to have a bunch of Street Fighter people, you know... How's
1: that doesn't uh, even work, because Tekken's all about that... Pseudo 3D, yeah. I
2: yeah, well, mean, and like the, sidestepping they guys. Sorta, the problem is, yeah, I mean, the, they, they, they sacrifice that to put them in the 2D game, the, so they're just gonna the tech, Street Fighter
3: in 3D. The Tekken characters are basically se- second class citizens, they stripped mm-hmm. away any character or identity from the Tekken characters. Like, okay, I get it, it's a Street Fighter thing, but the thing is, and this has been around since the dawn of you know, Street Fighter 2. Street Fighter is now the generic boilerplate for fighting mechanics. Yeah. The, street, the street, you know, the fireball mechanics, da-da-da-da. Yeah. And personally, I'm a little sick of it. And it's like they had a chance to do something really interesting. It's like, couldn't you have, like, the Street Fighter people control like Tekken? Couldn't you do something a little inventive instead of just retrofitting all these Tekken moves into Street mm. Fighter motions? That's because
1: they... I actually like the way Tekken yeah. did its fighting.
3: And the thing is, like a lot of the times, they're like, okay, we're just not going to do it. So all the Tekken characters, they're pretty much gimped. And maybe I'm being too cons- conspiratorial, but all the Tekken people, they all speak English. ...and they're vaguely cross-eyed. And the Street Fighter people, they speak fluent Japanese or other languages. Vaguely cross-eyed. It it just looks so ugly, and it just so... The gem system makes no damn sense. And as other people pointed out, it's eventually... ...someone's going to find the right combination of gems. So the whole point of having the gem system, which is supposed to be... ...quote-unquote approachable... Yeah, give a controller to someone who doesn't know... ...who's never played Street Fighter and watch them try to figure out the gem system... They'll not, they won't figure it out. It's so. Okay, but to so... be fair, Ugh.
1: fighting games is not a, oh, I've never played video games before. Let me start with this one. Okay. Yeah, that but you know what? Happen. Then
3: Capcom should
1: just cut the bull and
3: stop pretending that, like, oh, we're going to make this so accessible. They should just say, okay, yeah. you know what? Only That's... hardcore people are going to be playing it, so this is who we're going to cater to. Don't give me any false pretenses and errors. <laughs> it's just, you know, oh. it's just. Oh my god, I find Fashion it so games. nauseating.
2: Uh, again, conversely, I played it, it's really good. So. <laughs> the end we did it what next? My
3: goodness! Right. and can I mention another game real quick what, what game uh, is that and uh, you know I'm not supposed to talk about it right now but by the time people this goes on the air the, the NDA's mm. broken it's the, the brand new shmup by Grasshopper called Cinemora mm-hmm. and it is amazing it is such a good game it's a shmup by Grasshopper and all I'll say it has the most convoluted effed up story of any shmup <laughs> of all Perfect. time like, it will Perfect. blow your mind. It is like the naked lunch of video games in terms of how crazy the story is. So, uh, you should, should definitely I go to
1: my shoot 'em ups yeah, for in depth stories.
3: Well, a lot of shmups have wacky stories. And they the thing do. is, the, the wacky stories are in the first, in the, the beginning of the game. And then, you know, you start shooting it, doesn't matter. But in this game, it sticks with you and it's constantly brought up. And are like, oh my God. I was getting depressed at a certain point, just was like, oh my god, what's what am I doing and everyone's dead? Anyway, so yes, that's that's my game recommendations. Okay, cool. yeah.
1: Alright, well we're gonna take a short break, put it in a segment here. I think we got audio candy from Charlie this week for sure.
4: So we'll
1: <laughs> play that and uh, give him some thank you for news. Stay tuned.
5: Hey everybody, this is Charlie with Audio Candy. Do you remember the first games you played and beat all on your own? I like to think they're things you'll never forget. I certainly remember the sense of accomplishment I got from my first ending credits. I'm pretty sure my first victories were with Super Mario Land and Kirby's Dream Land on the Game Boy, but that was at a time when Game Boy games seemed like truncated versions of the full experience I'd get on the console. Mario was a misshaped mass of pixels in Mario Land, and although Kirby was fun, it was only like four levels long. I think the first time I got to watch the credits roll on a console game was when I beat Felix the Cat on the NES. It was a very solid platformer, I think, neither as forgiving as Kirby nor as unforgiving as Super Mario Bros. It had everything I never knew I wanted in a game a tank, flying stages, and a feline main character. The game probably doesn't stand up these days. I consider Kirby's Adventure and Super Mario Bros. 3 to be the best platformers on the NES, to be honest. But Felix still holds a special place in my heart, one that has nothing to do with the cartoon and comics that were way before my time. And obviously, I'm not the only person with fond memories of the game. The Sauce released this track just last month. This is Felix Feels Funky by Gario. (laughs) GARIO
4: Yeah, guys, folks um, Saturday seemed to be a pretty good time for people because I think
1: we had actually a couple people who are international who if we play Saturday in the mornings it's you know Saturday evening for them so they can still right.
3: join did, did you play this past Saturday?
1: Um, what do you mean? oh I did not So because no, okay, Cause no right. one heard what we had recorded um, that said I think it would be fun to do something I'll, I'll ask now how does your guys' upcoming Saturday look?
3: Uh, I've got two dates.
1: Okay. No. Uh, what about you, Ben? Eh, maybe it could happen. Okay. So maybe Saturday morning. If nothing else, I'll I'll be there. We'll do another get together on the Fan Gamer server. Uh, let's shoot for 10:30 uh, a.m. Pacific time, and because that worked pretty well last time. And if you want to get whitelisted, what we'll do is I'll do the live streaming game. So if you come to Twitch TV slash Fangamer, and you're a to listener of the podcast, and you want to come play, just come on the live stream, and we'll um, we'll find a way to add you to the server, because I have uh, mod rights. So you can come on. I think we had about 20 or so people last time, and it was just fun. I mean, Kevin Chai busted out a 8-bit uh, uh, calculator, like in an hour or so, which was, uh, wow. he was okay. like, look, guys, it does a 1 plus 1. I'm like, oh... That's um, you did it. Yeah, but it was fun. And the server map that we we're playing on is still relatively um, uncivilized, so you can build stuff. So um, we'll do that again. Um, other stuff for the store. The office system It's been moved. Is in. Uh, I don't know. It's back up to speed. You know, they're shipping things they out. It. Things are going out. There's new stuff in the store. Our buddy Corey Schmitz, who was on episode about two or three weeks ago yep. um, his uh, piece that he did for the Zelda art show down here in Portland is uh, you can buy the print of it at our store I think we're calling it oh I had the name in my head here and I was like oh yeah I'll just remember it because that's such a memorable name um, LinkedIn, something the past oh man I'm not going to remember I have to look this up Anyway, so it's the print that he did. Yeah, it's to the past. To the past. Yes, it's just a letter. And it looks awesome, and it's a print, and you should get it. That'll be good. Um, Also, PAX East, very much fast approaching. Come check out the booth. I don't know what booth number it is. I don't think we know what booth number it is yet. Um, What else? Uh, We have voicemail. I'm going to play. I'm going to play it right now. And hopefully it's relevant to the show. We're play
0: now? Yeah. Hey there, Fangirling Podcast crew. Face uh, on Chaos here. Just wondering where have you guys been? Um, my week just doesn't feel complete without the Fangirling Podcast Aww. in some format, whether it be the expertly edited version from Ben coming through through iTunes or the just raw live recordings. And nothing this week, and the most recent one no. hasn't even been released yet. So, Withdrawal. where are you guys at? Wonder what's going on. As a side mm-hmm. note, Aftermath's great praise. I downloaded Journey and I just finished it and uh, man, I don't think I really got it. I'll probably definitely play through it a few more times. Mm-hmm. See if I do, but that was really really cool and fun and man. Anyone <laughs> that's who has that that's should I felt too flabbergasted play it, if they have a PS3, I totally agree with that. It was really, really good. Anyways, that's all for me, so keep up the great work with the podcast,
1: and thanks for taking my voice now. And come back.
3: Wait, Gary, you said you didn't get it either. It sounded either.
2: like it was great.
1: Called... I, maybe. I, I don't have the same reaction that you do, and I feel that we have similar tastes in these sorts of games, so maybe I... I, I don't think I didn't play it right, but I also don't... Well,
3: what do you think I got, though? I mean, I think
1: maybe you think I'm... I am not did I
3: say anything to I didn't have some gigantic profound epiphany. I was like, oh this is a great Wimby, game. was the
1: ending? Did you find the ending very moving? Not the part where you need your buddy. I can see yeah. yeah.
3: I can see it being moving, but I personally wasn't moving. That's not a negative, it just you know okay. I mean well,
1: it was like um the Hey Ash guys, um Anthony Birch was like said he like cried in it, I think, like at I've least heard, once. I've, I've heard I'm people like, say
3: that, yeah. I'm not
1: sure which part I would have cried at.
3: But hey, you know what, guess what? People cried at Luminous, so, you know... I... Oh, I can see that. There's <laughs> yeah. Some,
1: there's a good time. Also, I can see it in Mass Effect 3. There are some decisions I made that... Man, when you guys... If you guys play it, and we can talk about the spoilers someday, like I still think about it now. I'm kind of haunted by some of the decisions I made. I'm like, oh man, I, was that the right thing to do? Oh god, did... And I don't wanna get more of that, but I really thought hey. about some of these decisions for a long like an hour. I was there talking over the gen. She's like, You realize this is a game. I'm like, I know, but like, I can't just kill this guy, but also I really feel that the situation should be resolved differently, but I have no choice. <laughs> it was deep anyway. Hmm. Um, what else? Put her voicemail, Corey's stuff in the store. That's pretty much it. Fanny is. That's it, we did it. Yeah. Okay, taking a break, we're gonna get into Minecraft multiplayer. Awesomeness Game Club Part 2. Stay tuned.
3: Hi, I'm Hex, and as well as being a part of the Nerdy Show Podcast, I also run the Nerdopluso Music and Arts Festival. You are listening to the Fangamer Podcast.
1: Okay. Minecraft Game Club. I have a post-it note where I started writing down things while I was playing uh, multiplayer with people. Um, and just started coming to me. I was like these these words that I thought, like, kind of embody the multiplayer aspect of of minecraft so this is the second part of our game club about minecraft we concentrated more on the single player last time and in mojang this time more about the multiplayer elements so a couple things i put i wrote down was was like evolution and progression because i really feel like this game more so than a game like spore shows like the evolution of man does that make sense Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. like, when you start in this, like, unrefined, rough tundra, you make, like, a civilization out of this. You start, you know, making a mine cart trail to the mine to bring coal back to the city. And you start gentrifying a small town and, and putting in little buildings. They have a town square and, and, and lights and roads and, like, things to make life easier. And it's not that anyone or is you telling that. you to do that. You just kind of... To play the game, you just do those things, which I feel is very—I don't know—I, and that's not an intentional gameplay mechanic, right?
2: I wouldn't think so, but I mean, it just works out, right? right?
1: Like when we play, it's we're its like, favorite. I could really use a road. Like Ben's like, Hey, Garrett, where are you? I'm like, Oh, I'm at the big tree over. But he's like, What tree? Oh, I'll put some 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 blocks down, and that becomes a road later of to wherever that interesting thing is. And I just think that's. Uh, and multiplayer, I guess, is where you really start to see that because when we did multiplayer with the with a group, we all come together. We start off, you know, where we want to go. Let's go north. We all pile in there, and it's just rough tundra. And all of a sudden, we by the time we were done playing, which was only like an hour and a half, we had like a town square. We had roads to things. There was a farm. There was farm. someone built an underground uh, water slide. <laughs> uh, an 8 bit calculator. I mean, not all these things were helpful to the evolution of our town, but you know, they added to the culture. As People, any, like,
3: be- people were working things out. That's,
4: yeah, and like yeah. without yeah. even
1: like saying things, like we were working together to build things, to be like, oh, I'm dying of hunger. And someone's like, oh, I killed some guys here, let's cook this. And they were working together and helping each other. And it just I'm- evolved that way. Like, no one said they had to do those things, but it was happening.
3: And everyone sort of subconsciously, or there was an unspoken understanding of like, okay, yes. you find what you're good at, and you do that, and it helps the greater, the, it's, like, it's like society, it's like, okay,
4: yeah. you, you
3: figure out what you're good at, and to help everyone, you're gonna do this thing, because you know your partner can't do this very well, like when we played, there were some things where I just wasn't very good at, and then all of a sudden, you guys, like, oh, look in, the, look in the box. I we put extra there, and then <laughs> I, you know, I swapped out extra stuff that I found, and I'd like to think that that helped. It was like, uh, you know, I'm not saying that's like a form of currency or banks or anything like that, but it just seemed. I mean, you know, when I, I think I recall not liking Minecraft single player.
1: Oh yeah, so we yeah. multiplayer change your mind because oh we played my. together for several hours on my server. It's, I mean, it's what do you total- think now?
3: It's a totally... I see... It clicked. Like, I understand why yeah. people like this now. Now, And the, the back to an earlier point, one complaint that I even had in-game while we were playing it together, mm-hmm. my frustration was like, it just seems so obscure how to build certain basic building blocks. But at the same time, that's sort of like how life is, right? Even the most simple things, you need a little bit of guidance. And even... In perhaps if if... Certain things like making a pickaxe was a bit more understandable. I think some of the charm would be gone because yeah. they're really you. Once you find out how it is, there's that emotion, uh, like combination of emotion, like oh wow, it's so obvious. So I'm like oh now, now I have it. Now I have the secret sauce. I
1: think it mimics real life in a way.
3: Exactly. So um, I almost appreciate the fact that it's sort of hard bizarre. To,
1: to figure hard out. Hard to
3: figure out. I'm not saying that I necessarily like it. But it works within, uh, clearly it works because the game's so popular and, you know, people have, it's sort of like, it's like early civilizations, people are storytelling, like, okay, this is what you do, this is what you do, this is what you do.
1: I almost feel like it works, though, because somebody who's a little more apt to figure those things out gets that, the bite, the itch, Yeah. and then they go to their friends because they want people to play with and they figure out how to make the game accessible to them. I don't know, what do you think, Ben? Because I, I, you were kind of on the same boat as Matt.
2: Um, what well, was it?
1: On multiplayer? Or I, I don't know, what in little, Minecraft I in suppose. general. You were, I felt you were kind of, kind of cold on it. You're like, I mean, it's fun, but okay. Well,
2: until the single-player week, anyway. But, um, no, I mean, I think it all goes back to the whole evolution thing you were talking about. And that just, like... Hmm. I'm wondering if it's, like, a fault of the game that, like... You need someone else to make it a better experience? I've been thinking the
1: same thing, too. Does that make it not as good a game if you have to have a guide to get through it, either written right. or a that's, person? That was a
2: big question in our single player, too.
1: I still don't know, and when we get to the final three questions on this, I'm not really sure how to answer that, because... I, I, like he's saying that arcaneness of how hard it is to figure things out mimics like when you have to make a real life discovery that makes your life better right like it wasn't obvious but it's like an artificially created arcaneness like well, okay well I think a bow should be three sticks and three strings like this so when I think it's the opposite mm-hmm. it's like three sticks in like a V and then the string is straight um, yeah. like that's just like well, they chose to do the pattern a little differently than I would have, so...
5: Well, I I don't know.
1: I guess if there was a mechanism in the game to learn recipes somehow, you know, like, finding, like, books with, like, people who came before you, like, like, you know, doing archaeology or something, but I don't know.
3: I think people are more forgiving of things that are more arcane and non-interactive things, where it's almost like seeing a movie... And a character just has some random make-believe language, it's okay. It fits in the atmosphere, but because it's a game you feel instantly frustrated that you don't know how to do it. Yeah. When, you, when you learn how to do it, all of a sudden it's like, oh and now your, your opinions will differ from, okay, now it makes sense I get it, or you may stick with the original opinion of like, well that was silly why, why did it have to be that? And those are all valid opinions, but I don't think in- inherently because you need somebody else to be in the game it's a flaw. You know, just some games are like that way. Why does every game have to have a single player component? You know, just, you know, again, it falls with the motif of it. Like, and again, maybe I'm getting ahead of myself, but I couldn't play multiplayer with you guys. So I tried playing it by myself and my God, it was back to square one boring. Really? I couldn't get, I just couldn't stay engaged. It's like, alright, whatever. It's And it's like yeah. real life, right? Like, you know, if you live with people and you live out in the middle of nowhere you'll probably go stir, stir crazy because it's like, oh, you know.
1: <laughs> you, you, I get, I was going right? to ask you if like anything uh. like from the multiplayer had, had improved your single player game at all. Like, for example, one of the things I discovered literally in, in, in multiplayer was Discovery walking around with your friends and finding cool things because when you play single player i'm less likely to wander about on my own because i'm um, more vulnerable and when it was the group of us True. you know the three or four of us would go out there and look for for danger <laughs> so an adventure because there's four of us you know we can we can fight more guys we can kind of be a party and that sense of discovery kind of falls me back into the single player where i'm like okay get all my stuff together Go out and look for stuff, but not to the same level, I guess.
3: Well, you know, I, you know have, I don't know why I did this. I just ended up doing it. But as you might recall, you three guys were doing your own thing. And I separated myself from the pack because maybe because I'm a yeah. only child or something like that. But for me, it was <laughs> like, okay, they've got stuff taken care of. I'm going to go do my own thing. And in my mind, A, I want to find something really cool that I mm-hmm. can maybe show to the other guys B, if I'm in a pickle They can save my ass Like at, at, at the end of the day But like you know By myself I had nobody to share things with I had you know Maybe this speaks of narcissism I had no one asking What the hell's Matt up to It's like where is he And where <laughs> we're playing You know you and Ben are like Hey what's Matt up to I'm like I'm here guys I'm just doing my own thing yeah. It's just I don't know It's just not as ex- Like Minecraft is about sharing ultimately and if you got no one to share it with it's you
1: know, oh, that's it's true you know I I always say it's a for me it was like about potential like it's this game that just has immense potential to be whatever you want it to be you put the time into it and you can make something that looks really cool but like you said if I make a sweet Star Trek Enterprise you know the ship and you can't see it, yeah. You know, like, people share that stuff. online. like, if you go on the, the Reddit oh. subreddit, on the Minecraft subreddit, it's just people sharing the cool stuff they've made.
2: I mean, I guess that depends on why you play, then. Like, if you play to, like, make cool stuff and share with other people, then, I mean, multiplayer is sort of, mis- like, necessary for that. Yeah. But if you play it for, like, the whole exploration part, like there's nothing to share there but your own experience.
1: What if it's sharing something to explore? For example, someone made um, an entire world of the Lord of the Rings world. They actually made it in Minecraft. And I always thought, man, that'd be kind of cool to download that map and just walk around. Someone also made the Pokemon world, the first one. And you can just walk around that. I'm like, because those are like very two D spaces to you when you experience them like in the Game Boy, but just to be able to yeah. walk around in three D, that would be kind of cool. I mean, a little yeah. bit. I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm weird. Who wants to walk around Pokemon in Minecraft? Garrett does. Me. <laughs> well,
3: maybe when we I was do that, when we were in the before we started on world and we were fussing around the uh, the two player productions guy's house, I kept on breaking things and I felt really oh bad. yeah, the so, world that was already <laughs> I, put together. I, I'd be afraid of going to Mordor and, like, breaking a mountain or something like that. Like, oops, like, all your hard work has sort of been ruined. But I sort of like the weird fragileness of it all, where these people that create these really overly complicated, you know, environments, that's cool, but you know, do they accept the possibility of people just coming in and just screwing everything up? Like, is that just something... Yeah,
2: it's a little organic. Yeah, Yeah,
1: I mean, there's a a lot of mods and things that you can load on your server to kind of combat that, people accidentally breaking things. Yeah,
3: but what's the point? I mean, come on. The whole point is, like, everyone's supposed to touch it.
1: Well, the the other things that, like, those mods can add are, like, on the Fangamer server, you can privatize um, a treasure box so that it's only accessible to you. So you can make a chest put a sign on it and you type a certain thing in it and it will be your treasure box no one can steal your shit they can, can't take your items it's yours so it's like things like that which are also kind of an interesting evolution within the game like that these are my things these aren't yeah. your things I don't want you to take them from me.
3: I mean, again, this is reflective of the real world, where it's like you know, write. I'm like, I believe, yeah. I guess, I have the adventurous spirit. If I go somewhere and I want to take over land or make it my own, and some people are more perfect destiny. Yes.
1: Go out to the west and throw out a stake, and Tom Cruise is going <laughs> to show up and try and take it from him hey, with a gun. That's how this New country bad. was founded. So, <laughs> um, another thing I wrote down for multiplayer, that's kind of on the same lines, is um, griefing. <laughs> because when we played multiplayer <laughs> There was an event with some lava And someone getting buried alive And then yeah. some people trying to Dig each other down into the earth And bury them alive um, I, and well, As we talked about this Marty who was playing this at the time Brought up that There are PvP servers in Minecraft Like people go and what? actually Actively just go on the server to fight each other And I thought That That's sounds crazy. silly that's so silly because it's such not a game that's meant it doesn't have a very intricate fighting system yeah but could you imagine if like you set two teams on opposite sides of the world and they build up like these castles and they kind of start like trying to attack each other like and they have these big bear like that could be kind of cool right like if you're like could, trying to yeah. seed someone's castle and have to make a spawn point or is that just a dumbed down version of like a first person shooter capture the flag at that point and it wouldn't be cool I don't know
2: I think it would be cool. I don't know. Just because like stuff like that's possible. Yeah. Like you can make People your just own game do it. in the game. Yeah.
3: Again, it speaks of people's it plays up with people's base instincts or personalities. It's like, "All right, I'm the type of person I just want to wreck stuff." So, you know, that's that's, that's for them, I guess. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's funny. You're right that what does the game kind of bring out of you in multiplayer? Yeah. What is your role? Because when we play multiplayer, I don't I get—I don't know what to do. I get—I get completely overwhelmed by possibility at that point. Because <laughs> when it's single player, I know okay, here's Garrett's objectives. He wants to get—he wants to enchant a sword. In order to do that, I got to do all this stuff so I can—I can do those things. But when we do multiplayer, it's like all I end up doing is helping people. It's like, well, this guy seems to know what he wants to do. He's going to build the Final Fantasy VII first world Midgar. So he's building these plates. I'll help him build those. I I think I get that. That makes sense to me. I'll build that with him. But like, unless someone else has the vision, I'm like, I just walk around.
4: (laughs) All right,
3: it's funny, and that's the opposite of me. Where like, if I'm with a bunch of people and they have their own plans, okay, I got to be contrary and I got to do my own thing. But if I'm left to my own devices, I don't know what to do. All that, yeah, Yeah. all that mojo. Like I tried, I played. Uh, playing by myself twice after we did the multiplayer uh session the second time i tried building something an ed 209 from robocop i just got <laughs> bored it's like, all right.
1: yeah i don't i never really get so, really into building stuff by myself mm. um i think the most impressive thing i've built single players i had like a little farm i was making and i made like a, a farm like a, a house for all the not a house but like kind of like a just a roof a huge roof that i could put all my animals under and put them in pens mm-hmm. so it was kind of like a barn but it didn't have all the walls it just had the roof and that took me a right. long time to build and i was like oh man i'm so bored about this but it was super useful it feels like sort of
2: like protected. lonely like when you're just building stuff by yourself it seems like really yeah like, well, i'm spending my time doing this yeah that's when i first have <laughs> to
1: question like Ugh. Like, when you get that feeling when you're playing World of Warcraft too much, and you're like, why am I doing this? Yeah. I get that when I'm single player and I'm spending a lot of time on any one thing. But when I'm spending a little yeah, bit of time on a lot of things, I don't <laughs> I don't feel that remorse, I guess. Um, I get that way. I was going to ask you, Ben, on the... So, you played multiplayer with us. Did that give you any more interest to go play single player on your own? Did you learn anything that made you find single player more interesting?
2: I mean... Not really, because I still think I prefer single player to multiplayer. Really, wow. Yeah, really. I mean, just because I really like that this game is like very prototypical in the whole self woven narrative mm-hmm. aspect of game design. You'd I guess just be and on your like, own and build make fun. that narrative. Yeah, like I find I find it fun making discoveries on my own. Like just when I'm in that mode where I'm like, why am I wasting my time doing this? And then suddenly something awesome happens like it just feels really neat and it pays off
1: i do think I about like the experience i have in single player and like on my own how when i think about it, in my entire gaming career like most notable feelings and experiences in games many of them do come from single player minecraft whereas mm-hmm. the multiplayer experiences don't live in the same space in my brain they're more like Remember that time me, Matt, and Ben were hanging out. And I tried to pour yeah, a lava yeah. bucket on Matt on on Ben's head to kill him, and it didn't <laughs> because it took so long to fall down. Like it's, it lives in that social space and not a game space, which is kind of sort of interesting. Um, but that said, um, I don't know. I don't think we have too much more really to say on multiplayer. Really, I mean, it's been. I think doing this as a game club has been interesting because it's lets us yeah. talk about more abstractly about concepts of what is a game. And what is, um, is a widely accepted, wonderful game to many people, our take on it. But I think getting into the kind of final three questions we do with the game club, considering the game doesn't really end, how that might change our answers to those questions. Yeah. So um, we'll start with Matt. So we have those three questions that we usually ask. You know, Is it a classic? Uh, would you play it again? Would you recommend it to other people We'll start with would you recommend it to people to play
3: um it really depends on you know again the game for me only really works as a social game so i would it's invite really interesting i'd i tell groups of people like hey blah 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 let's all play this together but i wouldn't say blah play it by yourself mm-hmm. find people i would say i would cherry pick the people i want to work with or play with. I mean, you know.
1: It does invite itself to having a very rich multiplayer experience if you do kind of cherry-pick the yes. people you feel yeah. will interact well together. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do you feel that it is a a classic
3: Without game? a doubt. Without a doubt. There's, okay. like, again, this was the game... I mean, thus far, I haven't done too many game clubs where, like, I was... It's not that I didn't get it, but I was like, all right, what is... Is there anything in it for me? And I'm like, no, there is something in it for me, Um, if I really allowed myself to get really wrapped into it. Like, I think my my busy schedule, I think, is a real hindrance Mm. to that. But I can see why people get sucked in.
1: So playing it for a game club lets you see that, though, because beforehand. Yeah. That's the kind of thing breakthroughs here in Game Club. Exactly. I want to see those breakthroughs. Exactly, yeah.
3: It's not that, you know, it's not that I, when people were diehard Minecraft fans, I was like, oh, okay, that's sort of neat. But now I have a better understanding, a better appreciation. I'm not saying I'm part of that club necessarily, but if someone, if now I'm more prone to, if I know someone who's a diehard Minecraft player, I might be more willing to go, I want to play with this guy, I want to see what he's like. Like, I want to see how he inv- acts in this environment, how he would react mm-hmm. to me according to my behavior. So, you know, it's more like a sociology experiment more than anything else.
1: And <laughs> um, so we did recommend it. classic, would you play it again? Or will Only, you be playing it at all?
3: I will play it if I'm invited by people that I would like to play with. But I definitely...
1: So if you do some podcast get-togethers, you'll you'll show up to one yeah, of those if you can, but I, probably not on your own.
3: I tried playing it again by myself earlier today. Maybe it lasted thirty seconds. I'm like, Ugh, whatever. I don't. <laughs> I, don't I don't really funny.
1: care about this. I, that's what makes me wonder if you really got it, or maybe it is that you did get what the the itch is that yeah, the that makes you addicted, again. but you realize, nope, Matt's schedule not allowed for that sort <laughs> of. To jump into No, the I,
3: hole. I think I got it. It's just, you know, I see it in a certain point of view.
1: And, and it's enough that you're like, nope, I don't need to go any further there.
3: I don't, yeah, I also, I don't think even with time constraints, all that aside, I just don't find the single player experience compelling at all. And that's why I think maybe you don't get it. <laughs> why? Why? Why?
1: I don't know. Like, I feel like, are, at are... least if you're someone who enjoys video games that like ben was saying you get to this place in single player of minecraft where okay this may not make 100 percent sense but i hope it does like for example i'm playing persona 3 right now and i feel like the time i spend in this is like i can't justify it as much as i can with minecraft because in the end with minecraft i come out with either these social experiences i can speak to or a single player experience that has these memories that I live up to. And I can think of that. were amazing. Like a Ben was saying, get up the crest of a hill and the music just goes perfect and it's beautiful. Or I have this world that I've created and made civilized and I can be like proud of this. I can, I can see the evolution over time. Whereas in persona, it's okay. My guy's level 36 now. And that I have a number to show for that. And I've seen the story and I didn't really care for it. So it's like, and I spent 20 some odd hours playing this game. Does that make sense? Like there's this t- this tangible aspect, even though it's an intangible digital thing that I can I mean point it's- to and say, I did that. I left a mark there.
3: Yeah, but the thing is, is like you're really putting a lot of value in these type of experiences. I'm not saying that's yes. wrong, right or wrong. Because but I for think me, they're
1: comparable to real life experiences in many ways. That to the gravity of those situations, you can put yourself in.
3: I don't know. Maybe this is a really poor analogy, but you know, this is a vaguely philosophical discussion. My Persona
1: one probably wasn't that great either. Well, so
3: it's like <laughs> I had a, I had dinner with a bunch of friends. Uh, it was a friend's birthday on Friday night. And one person said to me, it's like, you know, I wish I hadn't gone to this college. I wasted X amount of my years. I could have even using a da-da-da-da-da. And my attitude is like anything that you can get anything from is a positive. Like I went to a college and I didn't get a job in the profession in which the degree I got after four years, but I met people, I learned about myself, and in the end, it has made me a better person and I think ultimately anything that is enjoyable or anything that is good you learn from it is ultimately good, and you just can't put too much value you can't be too you can't add so much specificity in certain experiences you just sort of, lot of you got to just sort of absorb it, take it how it is and I 'm not saying that you' you're sort of doing this, but with persona it 's like Maybe it's not your cup of tea. That's what mm-hmm. Persona is. You don't have to equate it. You have to justify it. You don't have to rationale like, well, you know, da-da-da-da. It's like, you know, if it's not for you, it's not for you. And maybe you should stop playing it. Whereas <laughs> with, with Minecraft, it's, you know, for me, just because I don't enjoy the single player thing, I don't... You know, I don't think that's making me not appreciate Minecraft on the other certain level. You know, you just not
2: for him. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you're you're
3: act, you're projecting your own values on this, and for me, it's like that's not really that's not fair. That's not appropriate. That's just you know what? <laughs> let me be. Let me play enjoy, enjoy Minecraft. Whatever. Well, no, we're wanted. gonna
1: play multiplayer, and I'm gonna be like, oh, Garrett. I was so wrong. I get it now.
0: What? Let's go make a sweet house
1: together and enchant our items and go find a cave and go spelunking. It'll be so much fun. But I'll be doing it with you, with another person. And then that's what you've already said is awesome, so... Oh, well. Okay, Ben, where would you like to start? How about... uh, Would you you recommend Minecraft to other people?
2: I would. I think um, it's an experience that someone has to experience, for lack of a better word. Like, to really... I don't know. I feel like a lot that goes into Minecraft is very unintentional, but it's like foretelling of what games can do. Yes, in general. totally. And I also think there's just pretty much everyone loves Legos. Pretty much. So I think that like there's there's just this appeal to it that I mean if you don't get it for what it is then that's fine but there's still something there that you will enjoy. So yeah, I don't see why not.
5: Okay.
1: Um, Do you you find that it is a classic game?
2: I do, because I think it's, uh, again, as I've said before, it's just like very prototypical of a lot of things that I think are going to come in the game industry in the future. Like, I I think a lot of people are going to look back on Minecraft as something that inspired them to do this or that in a game, and... uh, honestly i mean it does it well so yeah it's it's a classic
1: okay and uh, what are we missing here would you play it again
2: would i play it again um yeah i would say so maybe i mean multiplayer i'm going to try to get into more than i already have single player there's just too many other games for me to get back into that rabbit hole right
1: now i really but... want to beat it i really do just want to beat it because like yeah
2: although
3: so minecraft... i hear it's
1: pretty tough to beat
3: so minecraft has an ending
1: like, yeah what, sort of. it's very really is- much like the evolution of man right like as you progress you get enough technology to go to kind of this other world uh you do a couple things there that progresses to another world in which there's a final boss that you fight that is a very high level lots of there's hit a, points
3: there's a boss
1: it's yeah. a dragon yeah. most people know this it's a, it's a okay. huge dragon and uh you fight him and then when you destroy him they have a ending text. that I heard is sort of reminiscent of Earthbound, in the um, hmm. the parts with the where you drink the coffee, you know those parts oh, of Earthbound where okay. you drink the tea or coffee, yeah, yeah, yeah. and there's this big old like the scrolling meta scrolling text thing. That that uh, the Minecraft's final end is sort of like that, but I haven't really looked into it too much. So um, okay, so final three, I don't think I will have too much different to say from you guys did. So I'll I'll go through this quick. Um, I definitely agree. I think it's a classic. There's no doubt about that that it's such a like Ben was saying, it is the first of these games that I think has really shown kind of what the evolution of man can be and without having to force it into the gameplay, just kinda of letting you discover it. Um would would you recommend it to someone? <sighs> yeah, but I I still can't get over that like I don't think people would enjoy this you can't recommend it to just anyone because you have there are still a lot of very difficult things this game requires of you to conceptualize you need to understand certain ways to move your keyboard Like I couldn't have my mom play Minecraft I couldn't even have my dad play it And he likes Legos and he understands computers but it would just be it would be too much but you know my son when he's born oh yeah playing that Minecraft. Unless there's some <laughs> new proto-neo Minecraft that'll be out by then. It'll Super Minecraft. Super Minecraft Deluxe 2.0 for Xbox 720. We'll
3: play In my there. day, we made things block by block. Not by, you know, <laughs> you know, you know, Everything was a block.
1: We didn't even have rectangles. Um, so, <laughs> yes, I think it's a classic. Um, recommend it to other people. I don't think I would. I think hmm. if you like Minecraft, you have already tried to play it. If you are not a sure. gamer, I don't think this is the kind of game you could get into. Like this wouldn't be the gateway drug into gaming not Minecraft. It would be it'd be something else. I think you evolve See, into a Minecraft
2: person. Conversely to that, I know a lot of people who aren't that into video games and they're but into
1: love Minecraft. Minecraft. Yeah. But if, and have they played any other games though besides that?
2: Well, yeah, of course, but like they they have never really gotten into a game like they have. I'm just curious. Like,
1: do you know like what games they do enjoy?
2: Not really. Okay, I'd
1: be interesting to see if it was things like SimCity or you know those kind <laughs> of games, or maybe like uh, Rogues'
3: Likes or something like that. Yeah,
1: like it's really perhaps. that kind of stuff.
3: It it seems uh, like people who are into into Minecraft are people who are like hardcore? Like it, before Minecraft, there was one thing that they played obsessively, and like that's <laughs> it. Likes it you know, Rogues'
1: Likes or something. It Was Dwarf Fortress or yeah. what it's called? Um, recommend classic. What's what's the third question I'm missing? Play it again. Play it again. I want to beat it. But I like Matt. I have less and less reason to go back to it outside of multiplayer. Yeah. I think it's just like World of Warcraft when you can bring in that social component. You want to play to be with your friends, but um, I go on like my own single, my own server that I host. That awesome for them going and play, and I'm like, look at these amazing things they're doing, and I'm just like, I don't know. I'll make a little house. Okay, I'm in my house, I'm done. I don't. I I just don't have that thing in me that was like I want to create here Um, so no I don't I don't know that I would go back and play more outside of social we're all the same in that whoever knows it's gonna play I'll play (laughs) play. (laughs) I take that back I get into kind of like inspirational moods with Minecraft I'll like watch something really cool on YouTube like oh Mm -hmm. man I'm gonna go build and I'll play like for two days and then I'll be done again yeah So
2: perhaps that's the best way to come at it otherwise you'll be consumed forever
1: (laughs) Inside its fiery depths. All right. Well, we are going to wrap up the show here. We'll give some final words over to Kevin and then close it out. Stay tuned a little bit longer, folks. I'm
6: Kevin Williams, the godfather of the podcast, the big macker of block stackers. No, I don't know what that means either. This is my final word. We're doing Minecraft again. I can't believe we're doing Minecraft again. I was promised one week of Minecraft and then I could stop playing it forever. This is ridiculous. Insanity. Alright, I'm done complaining. I knew I had to get back into it somehow, so I started to delve into the world of modifications. I was adding new blocks, new plants, magic wands, shotguns, complex redstone circuitry, nuclear reactors, and pirate ships. So much new stuff, in fact, that Minecraft had a little hissy bit, shut itself down, and corrupted my world. Fantastic. This brings up an interesting point. I was under the impression that Minecraft is supposed to be a finished game. It sells for 30 bucks a pop, it's got what counts for a built-in endgame, and yet the whole experience seems so unpolished. I mean, say what you will about the titles we've played in past game clubs, Okami, Shadow of the Colossus, even Yoshi's Island, which I'm not particularly fond of myself. Those are all complete, from start to finish. Maybe the buggiest thing we played up till now was Pokemon Red Blue. That was still a full game. Sure, you might need to look it up on GameFAQs to figure out how to max out your stats, but you don't need the internet to tell you how to reach the ending. Minecraft seems to think that because there's a community out there working out the craft recipes, documenting the abandoned mines, and modifying the game to add the actual content, that it doesn't need to provide these things for itself with any regularity. What, we're all supposed to jump for joy because now there are cats to go with dogs? I don't like it. I think the game should be able to stand alone and provide its functionality within the space of the window you run it in. And I also think that if it can't, you probably shouldn't be charging the same for it as they do for something like Cave Story. For Fangamer, I'm Kevin Williams. Okay. Minecraft's
1: a good game. Minecraft's a good, good game. Yeah. We agree yeah. with you, Kevin. Yeah. As long as that's what you just <laughs> said on your segment. So, we're going to close out the show couple ways and get in contact with us if you are interested in following any of us on twitter if you go to the show notes on fangamer.com you will see this uh show and other shows posted and you can click on the show more and it'll have all of our twitters and show notes of links to things we talked about um, if you'd like to participate in the show we often put up forum threads in the fangamer forum uh, fangamer.com slash forum i think will get you there otherwise fangamer.forum.com and uh we'll have uh podcast topic threads up about different things we're going to go over um we're also going to do another game club after this it'll be uh for mass effect Effect. the first one which if you have not played or you have played it's one of it's a very replayable game so um you know we'd love to have your thoughts and play along with us we'll probably start that up here in a week or so um if you want to leave us a voicemail 503-446-CAST if you'd like to send a uh, call us on your phone Otherwise, you can leave us an email or attach an MP3 file to an email at podcast.fangamer.com. We are on Facebook. We are on Twitter. We are on YouTube. All those things. We are on
2: the internet. On the
1: internet. And you can join us. Come to PAX East. Come to our booth. Say hello. Ben will be there. Matt will at least be at the show, but who knows how much he'll be at the booth. He's a busy man. He's got a busy of things to do. I've got a next lot of masters to
3: serve. <laughs> next week's
1: <laughs> show. What is next week's show? I don't think we've we decided yet.
3: We haven't decided We that. haven't. We'll no. be doing that after the cameras stop rolling. Do we want to start
1: up... Are we okay with starting Game Club up next week? Roll into another one? Or do we want to do a break? I think we had a couple of show topics lined up, right? I we think,
3: could do a show topic. I think, I, it's, I think it's best to just sort of like pat them out,
1: I guess. Okay, so. so we'll do a show topic next week. So check out the forum for whatever that'll be or the... Uh, when the show when the show goes up, we'll have a link to it there. Otherwise, thank you for listening everyone. Tune in next week where you want to be smite. Take my
6: love and take my land, take me to a place where I cannot stand. Yeah, I don't care, cause I'm still free.
1: And Skype, here we go, Fan Gamer Podcast After Hours Edition,
3: Would episode you... what?
1: I don't even know. Uh, I don't even know. So what were you just doing? I saw you saw Ben. He's in New York yeah. right now.
3: Yeah, he uh, there's a, our friend of ours, this girl. So this is like the late night episode, right? Yeah. So, so this is
1: Thursday. Be- we didn't do a podcast this week because Ben is in New York. I'm not sure what he's doing there. Is he just doing school stuff, trying to get into school?
3: Oh God, I just. Uh... I know we're not live stream, but my hair looks like. Uh, I don't but, um, really can
0: see you. Oh my
3: god! Anyway, so I'm a little drunk right now, so I'm gonna a be a little bit extra honest. But um, so there's this there's this girl, and it was her birthday, and mm. this girl I had the hots for. <laughs> I saw her at a party. I was totally just, like, trying to do my magic, but it yeah. didn't work. Oh. You know why? Because there was a chip guy who shall remain nameless, but he's British, so that sort of Oh,
1: nice. no, you can't... Comp- Not only is he chip Tune, he's freaking British. What are you supposed oh,
3: to do? My- yeah, and also, he hates me. Like, well, no, nah, he doesn't hate me. He just has, like... You know, he's a surly British guy. He he's sounds like
1: short. your doppelganger, let's be honest well, here.
3: he's also short. So, you know, he's got the Napoleonic Complex. He's, uh... <laughs> He's a surly Brit, he's a chip tuner guy. But anyways, it didn't work out, whatever. Yeah. I, I would find out that she's maybe not my type anyways, but we're still friends, right? Paul so good um, in the end.
1: So wait, so you saw Ben, how's he doing? Since he's not here know, with us.
3: He's okay, I guess. I asked him, like, dude, you're on vacation. I so I told him, like, I hope this doesn't upset you, but uh, Garrett and I were gonna do a drunk cast later tonight. He was like, oh, you know, he's a
1: little bummed out, he's but bummed out about everything.
3: Yeah, but I'm like, dude, you're on vacation. So yeah. how is vacation going? He's like, uh, it's okay. I'm like, dude, what, what is... What's this going happens
1: on all Ben's vacations. Oh,
3: my God. You oh. know, I think he's having, like, you know, lady drama or some crap oh. like that. But then, like, uh, this guy I know, uh, my buddy Chris, he, he showed up. And it was one of those things where, like, you know, you're at a party... And then a guy is gonna like open his heart and like pour his soul, and then like, hey, how's it going, dude? It's like <laughs> that uh, guy shows up. Heart. He's yeah, there to
1: sell showed- you a fucking blender or some Juice Master
4: thing. <laughs>
3: he's, he's totally unaware <laughs> I'm oblivious of oblivious what's going on. I'm like, it's like, hey Ben, so I tried salvaging. Hey Ben, so you want to like. Tell me what's wrong and he's like i'll tell you later i'm like i guess Um, i guess that's for the best that's
1: too bad especially vac well kind of on vacation i would hope that things would be going well oh well well okay well hey dude i was in san francisco monday tuesday yeah
3: i I saw the picture of you toasting
1: wasn't that that epic and i was just like bystanders happened to be there yeah
3: so so what was the deal like were you like were they were you at the double fine office or were they i was
4: so here's what
1: happened um so we get into San Francisco like Monday, like 10 a.m. Me and Jen, we go get lunch. She goes to work. I just kind of walk around the city. It's beautiful weather. It's like 60 yeah. degrees, sunny. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is the best. I'm, just- I'm listening to music on my, my iPod. I'm walking around. I'm like, this is the life right now. And I'm like, I'm, I'm going to go to the art museum. I'm going to look at art. So I went to the San Francisco Martin Art Museum. looking through that. Good times. Um, in the evening... Um, I, well, I sent uh, Asif a text saying, hey, we're in town, you're in town, we should we never see each other when we're both in Portland, we shouldn't should meet yes. up. Yeah. So, uh, our other friend, uh, Justin Haywald, he used to write for one piece to in San Francisco, it's like, hey, we're going to meet up some friends, we should all get together, get some dinner. It's like, yeah, yeah. So, we meet, like, at Market and, like, 8th or something. So, we're there waiting, and it's just me and Jen, and as we walked there, we just happened to see Paul Levering and his girlfriend walk by. Like, they weren't going to come hang out. And they just had to be walking by. We're like, "What? Like, you're here in San Francisco. I'm like, well, I knew you were here, but yeah. So all the two-player crew converges there without them knowing. Um, Justin joins us. We go out and have dinner. We're having a great time. Uh, Paul and his girlfriend leave because she lives far away and they had to get home. And I'm like, hey, guys, who's up for another bottle of wine? They're like, me. <laughs> so we, we killed two bottles of wine. We're oh, this- you're such a drunk <laughs> I know. Man. We're, we're oh at the Italian God. restaurant until, like, um, we're pretty late. Mangia,
3: manja, Yeah, yeah, Have exactly. Another- it was oh, very man.
1: authentic Italian. Everyone there who worked there was very Italian. It was it was fun. So anyway, they're saying, hey, tomorrow is the, the last day of the Kickstarter. And there's going to be a big countdown. We're going to do a live stream. You should come check it out. I'm like, I. I could do that, couldn't I? I'm just, I don't have anything to do. It's like, well, what time? It's like, well, it starts about at three, it's gonna end at five. I'm like, oh, we gotta be on a plane at eight o'clock. I don't know, is that gonna be enough time? i was like, okay, that'll probably work out. So t- Tuesday comes around, get up late. I'm like, what am I gonna do with myself? I go see John Carter at IMAX <laughs> at the Metreon by myself Whoa, I got- in, in 3D. A- Actually, John Carter was really good. I enjoyed it. I know I knew nothing about it. Tim Riggins as a sci fi hero. Goodbye, me. Okay.
3: Will, Willem Dafoe is like a seven foot dude with forearms, right? That's yeah, all I yeah.
1: know. Yeah, no, it's great. No, that's it's good. good times. I had a, It was a fun movie. Oh, it was the first 3D movie I'd ever seen, too. Whoa, really? Well, I've, I've never. I think that's so well, stupid. Well, you know,
3: they all suck, don't yeah. get me wrong. Yeah. But, you know. Tron Legacy was
4: like okay. It's
1: like when you see people talking to people, they, they look like a, di- a diorama. Like they're cut out weird. Yeah, it, it doesn't
4: make sense. Yeah, but
1: when sense. it's like a computer 3D like ship flying through, that's pretty cool. That's like Captain EO, Disneyland cool right there.
4: That, that was awesome.
1: Yes, Captain so it was like that. So anyway, watch that and then it I'm like hey, cool. it's like 3 o'clock. I'm gonna go off to uh, you know, go am go, gonna go to Double Fine so I put it into my iPhone. Double fine <laughs> It's like oh right here I'm like oh wow okay So I'm like 15 minutes away I walk over there I'm like hey Asif I'm out front It's like dude shit's about to get crazy come on in so i go in there and i'm in their office and tim schaefer's there and their whole crew is there and they're recording doing the live stream i don't know if you saw the live stream it was no
3: i didn't get a chance it was
1: pretty funny it reminded me like of some weird like jerry lewis telethon because they're like (laughs) that's what i was
3: imagining it's like okay so if you pay a thousand dollars i'll put these
1: shoes on my head (laughs) So that was pretty funny, but I'm there and I'm like I'm chatting with people at Double Fine, just kind of talking to them. And like Tube Schaefer's wife shows up and his this kid, and they're talking. And like we're getting down to, like the, the final countdown, right? And Ron Gilbert comes out, and they're just like arm in arm, buddy buddy. i like I can't really believe I'm here right now. And Ossef and Paul, and they're all working hard, and they're. Yeah. I mean, you know those guys; they're pretty stoic, but like. This is the most energetic I've ever seen them. They both every time I see any of them, even Paul Owens, they'd be like,
4: oh, "Yeah, it's uh,
3: yeah, cause it's it, like, like at, like at Blipfest, Fest, it could be like the mm. most amazing like thing happening, and like they're just chilled or cool. Exactly. There could be a there could be a riot happening. Yeah, and they're the just audience. like filming. They're chill. They're killed. Yeah. No,
1: this was really funny because they were like, "Oh man, yeah, it's uh, like they just ran or <laughs> something. Like they just ran a, a marathon, and so." The final countdown happens. I think I have like on my iPhone like the last three minutes, and then the thing goes, and they get like their three point three million, and everyone in the room is like woo, you so excited, and you know Paul and also if they're and everything, and, and then uh, Tim comes in and gives that this speech, and it's like oh. really heartfelt, and he talks oh. about the extra money that they got that wasn't on the Kickstarter. So they had like another hundred thousand dollars, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, wow. So they they had a good amount of money, and then they get to this point where they go. You know for anyone out there who's ever had a tv show that got canceled on that they loved, or a band that couldn't make the music they wanted this is for those moments because you're <laughs> voting with your money now and this is you know a little bit of victory in that like show that this is the kind of thing you want and cutting out that middleman and, and making some more risky decisions and it was just i mean he, he didn't like have anything really written out but it was he, he's a very eloquent guy so him and ron were there and and it was just... And so then the room kind of floods out. But people are drinking. Like, people have been drinking there since, like, 2. So people yeah. are getting a little rowdy. We met one of their, like, dev tool guys who was, like... He was having a really good time. Um, but anyway, we're going there. we got to toast this. And, um... Oh, um... What's his name was there? Uh, the chiptune guy. Um, Rich. One? Uh, uh, the, the, the one who... I remember in the, the Reformat the Planet... He's the one who had, like, this whole, like, band with him. Like, almost like an orchestra. Almost. Oh, jeez. Uh, he's I really can't... eclectic. He has lots of really cool stuff going. He's kind of got big hair and, um... I don't remember. Rich. What was... What's his, his chiptune name? It's not animal Fireland? style. Fireland? No. no Ireland. Uh, uh... Is it animal style? Do you live in San Francisco? Hmm. Uh...
3: Ah, oh, dude, I'm so drunk. <laughs> I don't... Uh, I don't know... <laughs>
1: I don't know well, dude. Let me look this up real quick Anyways Chip Animal Time
0: Animal Style Oh boy Wait
1: no I think I've met Animal Style He played here At No Not I, Animal yeah. Style Oh What is his name <laughs> This is oh, This is the B-roll Jesus. right here oh, Jesus He used to be in I thought he was in Philadelphia But he's not Anyway oh I met God. a really cool Chip Tune dude I'm like Oh I recognize you You're one of the More renowned ones Who I don't remember your name <laughs>
3: Oh you're one of the more famous ones. I don't remember your name, oh, but uh and like I like can criticize because I'm totally blanking right now. Oh
1: uh, well to be fair I've had two beers too, so uh which is not quite anyway. Do
3: do do for you two beers of two beers for me Two beers is, like, 17 beers. There's like, one a million beers, yeah. He, a, anyway,
1: shits. he's the one who took the picture of us there toasting. Yeah,
3: toasting. That was a nice picture. It was, it
1: awesome. was really good, and I was like, wow, look, that's Facebook uh, banner material right there, man. Yeah. So, anyway, that was completely unexpected. And then after that, I walked back to uh, the hotel, mean and got on the BART back to the hotel, uh, to, back to the... Uh, airport and flew flew away back home
3: because you know i was gonna say i've been in this situation where i'm in a foreign city and i don't know what to do and i do something wacky but man seeing that john carter movie is like <laughs> dude, seriously dude it's, it's like it's like going to japan and like so what'd you do i'm like well you know i, I, I went, went to, to
1: the, the olive table. garden
3: i went to the olive garden <laughs> Is like, okay. I wanted
1: to see the this soup, this, this soup salad breadsticks was was unlimited there too. God, we'll verified Okay, like, you but you was mean, that the Metreon? The Metreon's a pretty impressive theater, in my opinion. Like it, they're yeah. Like going yeah, to that theater, yeah. it feels like cool. There's like a big. It's a big deal.
3: And I'm sure it'll make any shitty movie see. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Even well, in well, three, Offset
3: by by meeting Schaefer, who I've met him once. He seemed like the He's nicest a, guy. He in is world. a really cool dude, and you know, then. It's like,
1: Oh, go ahead. So I was far. just gonna say, I felt so goofy wearing those glasses, dude. Those the 3D glasses. I felt like oh. such an idiot because they're like huge. They like they're like yeah. clown glasses. What's that about?
3: Yes. Yeah. You didn't wear them while you were seeing Schaefer, did you? No,
1: no. I, I <laughs> left those at the theater. I did not bring them with me for the rest of life.
3: It, it's it's funny. Like um, so, there's there's a couple things I've been writing about a lot on MSNBC. Um, one of them is Mass Effect Three, which I am. By the way, I'm so. Can I curse?
1: Yeah. Well, we already have a couple times. I'm,
3: I'm fucking done with Mass Effect. Have
1: you been playing it?
3: No, because I've been writing about it so much, and it hasn't. Not to bitch about my job, but it's like my my boss, like, dude, writing about Mass Effect Three. I'm like, seriously, everybody's
1: talking about it right Seri-
3: now. I'm so sick. I've of been Mass
1: really Effect. dodging the the whatever people are talking about. I know there's a lot of people unhappy with the ending, but like, oh, so God. have you played the first one?
3: I. I well, I think I mentioned before where I tried playing the first one and I couldn't read the text because oh, I have an right.
1: I'm and then So
3: one of the things I wrote about is how a lot of people are disgruntled by the ending and, you know, I wrote about it. It's like, okay, so a lot of people want a happier ending and, like, they're, A, I know they're disgruntled that the ending is not what they wanted because, you know, I I'm, I get it, right? You spent all this time spent a this, lot
1: of time with that character in theory. Upwards of like 120 hours maybe?
3: Yeah, I get it. And it's like, not only that, but I think the biggest complaint is that people felt that, okay, I spent all this time playing this game, but it felt like my choices didn't really matter in the end. I
0: get that. Oh, it. really?
3: But I was writing... I, I mentioned that in the goddamn article... That you know, I use the metaphor or just the general term that they're not happy with the ending, and I also mentioned the specificity. Hmm? But I'm just getting all these goddamn twitters from these people. Like, hey, man, you got to fix your story, dude, because what we're talking about is we're unhappy that the choices we like. Guys, guys, guys! Did oh, you did you read it? Did you read what I said? <laughs> it's in the third paragraph. You know what? Screw you, guys. I support the writers. They, they, <laughs> you know what? they can do what they want. You know
1: what? Oh, so anyway. Mass
3: There's a, another thing I wanted to complain about. but uh, Oh, the other thing I want to complain about. Okay, so I'm going to expose it right now. I talk about this, friends. I'm part of a secret Illuminati, a video <laughs> game journalist. And all we do is we bitch and moan about stuff when we talk. shop. <laughs> and the one thing that really annoys me is how, and this is, I think, reflected publicly the backlash against Double Fine's Kickstarter—don't like, mm-hmm. they have enough money? I'm like, guys, you don't understand There's how
1: backlash. That seems happen. so petty, it's
3: so pathetic, and stupid and juvenile. It's just—it's pure jealousy. It's like, like no one can be successful and do well without someone bitching and moaning. Like, yeah, well, don't they have enough money. Of course, it's like, of it's, course. It's like, it's like those. But come on, like Double everything.
1: Fine's like the nice guy? Like
3: you don't. It's, nice. it's just—it's just like when, like you know, people go ooh, and it, like when people write about it for whatever slight and people go, well, you know, I donated money, shouldn't I get a share of the profits? I'm like, dude, are you dudes. serious? Oh yeah, that's actually a common.
1: Unless you problem. donate like ten to fifty thousand dollars, I don't think you're owed to any sort of profit sharing.
3: I think if you owe, if you donate fifty thousand dollars, you're not owed shit because that's not how Kickstarter. works. That's true. That's
1: not how you're, Kickstarter you're, works.
3: You're, you're donating, money. donating. You're not investing you're not a shareholder yeah. you're not part of the process it's like i don't know man. that People would be
1: are- interesting if they there was a, a similar model to kickstarter where you're actually investing
3: yeah no, yeah it's, it's called
1: just- it would be called the stock market
3: oh <laughs> hey, uh, by the way have you seen the kickstarter that wants to buy kickstarter no
1: <laughs> no it's, it's a- like the matrix or something hey, <laughs> no-
3: someone wrote kickception on
1: oh dude okay Um,
3: but the fact fact that like kickstarter actually has to approve kickstarters means that they are actually approving this so if they raise the 19 million dollars i don't know where they got that figure from
1: anyways i was just gonna say okay because we're gonna keep this short uh just a couple quick things you know to kind of do this um Fangamer news: They're already moved into the office. They have internet again. Stuff shipping. Things are looking good. Next week we're gonna do uh, the rest of our. Uh, not Mass <laughs> Minecraft game club, dude. I did a get together Saturday with people. Um, last Saturday before I left, I oh, got yeah. people together on the server. We had like twenty or so people. It was actually really fun. Like Kevin Chai built like a adding machine. <laughs> like at a redstone. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, um, we built a did couple that, houses. Did,
3: did that like while you guys were playing. Yeah,
1: like, I was like, "What are you making?" He's like, "It's an adding machines. Like, what's it do right now? One plus one."
3: How long did it take him to even get to that? Point? To
1: do one plus one took him about thirty minutes. But the thing is, he had to gather the stuff or had to that's, borrow it for people. I don't
3: know. If that's really impressive. Like, I I always see YouTube videos well, of people. Let's put it this making- way.
1: I'm not sure if he was just copying a design or he knew the, the, the design in his head. Either way, I was Still, impressed. I'm, I'm
4: yeah, impressed.
1: that I've said, um, a- we should try and do another one because it was actually really fun, like having everybody together and like seeing people from the podcast. And yeah, it's a good times. We need to do more stuff like that.
3: Be good. Um. Well, uh, I've been busy because uh, you're a busy I've, man. I've been working and I've been doing a lot of dating.
1: Oh, very nice.
3: Yeah, that's an important thing to do. I joined the website, and uh, OkCupid is like it's. It's done. It's done. It's over. It's like, the problem is, is like, and I have like a lot of female friends who are on it, and they tell me it's like, yeah, it, they get so bombarded by annoying jerks that anyone who's sort of decent just sort of gets like bled out, or they just sort of mm. ignore. So uh, there's a site called How About Me, and this is how it works. You basically suggest something, and women bid for your attention or your, you know, like, okay, I say, like, I want to go see blah, 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 and then, like, I'll get a message from women, like, I'm interested, and I'll get another another message from I'm interested. Conversely, women will say, I want to do this, and I'll just, like, oh, I would like to be your accompaniment, and, like, literally, I've been working so hard on so many dumb things, well, not dumb things, but... To break it, to offset it, like every night for this past week, I've been going out with a different lady.
1: Wow! Like, man, you should get these guys to sponsor you. Be one of those commercials.
3: Maybe I mean you know maybe I'll uh, because you know I don't want I don't want to ramble but for a while I wanted to do a book about internet dating because back in the early two thousands when there wasn't any social networks I did a lot of internet dating I learned a lot Mm -hmm. and I wanted to I ultimately wanted to talk about it at a South by Southwest but it's such a clickish thing that they'll never let me in you
1: might have missed your window for that you know like the the book to internet dating.
3: E- well, it was more about like personal anecdotes, but then like you oh, know, more of
1: a um, narrative sort of thing. More narrative mm. thing, yeah.
3: It's like you know, more like you know, I was such a nervous nerdy guy, and like via this, I was able to.
1: Oh, okay. I could. But, I I buy that book. Oh,
3: thank you very much. That's the thing. <laughs> it's like I got plenty of votes for my uh, South by Southwest panel, but then it got rejected for some stupid reason because of politics <laughs> or I didn't kiss enough ass. But then like you know, but then like you know, I got into like a long term relationship for like seven years. Well, two different people collectively seven years, and then afterwards, like okay, I want to do this dating thing, and it just didn't work out for me. It's like, oh my god, like, what is going on? Like, it's a different world, but now I'm getting back in the groove,
1: mm, Yes, so, okay. Alright, so, and it, oh, I was not to tell you, I went to the, um, that Zelda art show that we had here in Portland.
3: Oh yeah, the one that Corey was Yeah, called. so
1: I saw Corey and as usual, uh, beaming happy-go-lucky guy. His What's parents that? were there.
3: Oh just, wow, that's nice. That's
1: yeah, cool. and his girlfriend was there. Super, Super cute. Cool. Oh my gosh. It would make sense, because he's such like a you know, like cutesy, kind of like happy passed. guy, super yeah. cute girlfriend. Um, it was packed. Holy crap, there was a lot of people there. Um, and John was there, and we he hung out in Portland for a day, which was fun. Um, it was just a really good event. Um, we ran into some people that we had met at PAX. Um, I think her name was um, Caitlin, who does like a blog called Pone Love, who's been real friendly to Fan Gamer and and post about mm. us. And so we met her and found out that she lives in Portland, which was cool. Um, and then somebody else who I'm not going to remember, so I'm not going to try and remember. So that was fun. And then the next day, we met the guy, um, from, here in Portland, from the Wooden Arcade, who does, like, the little wooden, like, the 8-bit wood cart cutouts. So he does, like, uh, question blocks and all, all kinds of 8-bit sort of art. And John commissioned him to do a couple pieces for him. So we met him, and turns out he lives, like, down the street from me. We <laughs> met at a pub, got some drinks, and that was fun, so that and i've been progressing through um uh, persona 3 oh nice um i'm I'm in like the summer vacation right now and it's definitely getting harder like the combat yeah but like it's still pretty dull like i'm pushing through i'm kind of like the 85th level of the uh the the Tartarus. tartarus is how far through is that is that like halfway
3: you know, I again, my memory's a bit foggy for a bunch of reasons, but I believe it tops off at around 100, 110 or something like okay. that. Okay,
1: so I'm near the end of the game-ish? Maybe the last um, fourth? I mean... Like, I don't how wanna... many school years are there? Is there more than one school year? No, it's just, it's just one. Just the one. It's so one. I miss my chance to... because, I mean, my charm is not at max...
3: Okay, so there's a, not to give any spoilers, yeah, but yeah. There's, a, there's a part in the story where you're given a definitive deadline. Have you gotten to that point no,
1: yet? No, we've been told that there's like a certain amount of full moons that like bosses will occur on, and there's a certain number of them. So is that okay. going to be the, the end of the game then?
3: There's a There's a point in the story where someone tells you, okay, you have this amount of time left, and it becomes oh, wow. very dramatic, like, oh my god. Yeah, unless we do this by X date, then shit's going to go oh, down. So. okay. All right, so real, a, a couple questions, because sure. I just actually downloaded the, because uh, I got it for the PSP. I, I got a physical copy, but because, mm-hmm. you know, it was so tricky, because of, uh, you know, I had it hacked for a sure, it was always sure. hard to play it. So I, I downloaded the version for the for the Vita. Um, are you playing as the boy or the girl?
1: I'm playing as the boy, because it said Good. that if you haven't played before, you should play as the dude. Okay.
3: So I played as the boy before, so I'm like, you know, of course I like I like girls. Who likes
1: yeah. So you play yeah. as a lady.
3: So I'm playing as a lady and they're not joking. It is the story is not significantly significantly different, but it is different. So uh, I'm not I don't just know,
1: swapping he for she. Like there's a lot of different story there, elements.
3: There's like there's like there's differences. There's like, okay, wow, this is Yeah, it's not like you just swap genders like, okay, things are behaving differently like so are you,
1: you're not just like seeing another side of the story it is is a different story in a lot of ways yeah
3: it's a combination of both Where are like okay I, i'll mention this the dude uh mm-hmm. june or whatever yeah, his yeah. name is he lives in the dorm with you right yeah yeah not
1: in the late not in the girl oh place. wow pretty significant stuff
3: that's pretty different yeah so it's huh. like okay where but it's still like the there's one dude still living there so yeah uh, um Tell tell your wife I said
1: hi. Did you? Uh, yes, I will tell them because <laughs> we our friends just got here. So I was like, okay, we gotta cut this short. So we gotta oh. gotta move on.
4: You got uh, I shit.
1: do. They just they just uh, arrived. So, but hey, this is the goal, man. Just hammer this out. after know, hours. It's a good time. So next, walk. anyways, yes. Next week is Minecraft. Well, actually, not even next week. It'll be pretty soon. Here, we'll probably do this Monday or Tuesday. I think. Let's bang okay? So
3: content. um. Do you want to do? Do you want to play on Saturday? Yeah, or?
1: we should. You want? You have any time on Saturday, or you just jam packed on Dayton?
3: I had a date that got canceled um, because we both realized it's St. Patrick's Day, and it is
1: Ooh, a not pump. a good day to go out. It's not
3: a good day to go out. So Saturday, which is good because that got shifted to Sunday, which is normally yeah, my work yeah. day. I'll be doing stuff on Saturday, but I'll need a break. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go grocery shopping cool. in Jersey for Japanese food, but uh, I will. <laughs>
1: That's All right, crazy. so I'll put up. Uh, I'll put this up sometime tomorrow, which is Friday. Right. People will hear it then, and we'll say, "Okay, Saturday." Last time I did it about ten my time, so it's ten, eleven till one your time. Does that work?
3: Oh, in the in the day, right? Yeah, okay. yeah.
1: I mean, we can yeah. do it different times. I'm really flexible.
3: Um, that that should work. I'm I'm actually going to see the night before. I'm going to see the FP. The FP. This is the fan made DDR movie that's actually playing in theaters. What? What? you don't know about this no. so last year these guys uh, one of them is a cinematographer for like uh you know like um, crank 2 and a bunch mm-hmm. of stuff and his brother he's an aspiring film uh screenwriter he's also an actor they made it's like the warriors but with dance dance revolution and they made it they released a trailer last year it looked really really cool and so
1: it's going to major distribution like i could it's maybe like, see it by me
3: it's a limited release. If huh. you go do the FP, um, I think they're playing it in Seattle and Portland. you huh. um, know
1: indie game. The movie's going to do a showing here. I want to go okay. see that.
3: But um, this one is—it's eighty minutes long. It's a movie, movie. Huh. And uh, the, the buzz is—it's amazing. It's huh. really dude. You're going
1: to have to let us know when we record you and how it goes because yeah. that sounds especially Ben. I know he has interests in the DDR uh-huh. space.
3: So. So, yeah, I got to see it. I'm actually reviewing it for Kotaku. It's my first huh. Kotaku.
1: Alright. Well, let's close this up. That was fun. After Hours Podcast. We should do this more often. We just don't plan things. Just talk. People like it. We'll we'll see. This will be my most downvoted episode. We'll see.
3: We miss
4: you, Ben. Yes, Ben.
1: I hope your vacation is happier. We're going to end this recording now. Bye, everyone.
4: Bye-bye.